Hey there, welcome to SciCare, the podcast where we talk about science, self-care, and all things wellness. I'm Robin Laird, your host. I hope you are joining me on a walk. If not, I hope you get a chance to move outside at some point soon. Today, we're going to be talking about walking, actually. I personally adore walking and believe it is a highly underrated form of physical activity. So today especially, I urge you to get your stepping shoes on and join me for a little walk and talk. Alright, so why is walking so powerful? Most forms of exercise actually cause a stress response in our body. They increase our cortisol, our stress hormone, and that means our body is biochemically experiencing a form of stress. Mind you, stress is not always bad. It can help our bodies become stronger, but exposure to stress certainly should be moderated if we hope to have healthy and happy bodies long-term. Stress is actually considered to be the root of many chronic illnesses we face today, autoimmune conditions, degenerative diseases, and when I look at many other people's lives, including my clients, I see that most people have more than enough stress in their day-to-day routine and adding more forms of stress is not always going to be beneficial. That includes really high stress activities like high intensity workouts. Another consideration is differences in biological sex. Male and female bodies respond to stress differently. A male may be able to do extensive fasting, hit workouts, and feel amazing and continue to lose weight, whereas female bodies are much more sensitive to stress. Excessive stress in the form of intensive exercise and fasting can actually cause women to hit a plateau and start to put on weight as they overstress their body. Related to that, it's also interesting that autoimmune conditions, which have long been linked to inflammation and stress in the body, are far more common in women than in men. This is just something to consider for the women listening to this podcast. But regardless of your biological sex, all humans can and should be mindful of the various sources of stress in their daily lives, including healthy forms of stress like high-intensity exercise. So to illustrate this point, you can imagine if you were recovering from surgery, which could be considered a form of physical as well as mental stress, that in this case, working out too soon could actually derail your recovery process. The same would not be true for walking, however. There was a study that actually compared surgical outcomes of patients who had had abdominal surgery and those who were put on a walking routine with a walking buddy had better recovery during their hospitalization period. Another study of knee surgery patients showed that daily walks didn't increase pain or inflammation during recovery. I don't think there was especially a benefit to walking, but knowing that they had knee surgery and this didn't exacerbate their pain or inflammation is really interesting. So walking is a rare form of physical activity that almost anyone can benefit from without injuring themselves. So whether you're pregnant, ill, elderly, it does not matter. So aside from increasing blood flow and being more gentle on our joints, walking actually hits a sweet spot with regard to our oxygen consumption. So exercise intensity is measured in terms of VO2 max or the maximum amount of oxygen you would consume if you were fully physically exerting yourself. And most forms of physical activity require a VO2 max above 60%. Um, 60% kind of full throttle exercise, you can imagine. 
So walking is unique in that it only uses about 40% of your maximal oxygen consumption. And there are studies that suggest that activities at this level of oxygen consumption actually reduce our cortisol, which again is our stress hormone. So not only does walking not exacerbate stress in our body, it may actually induce a relaxation response in our body. And I'm sure that logically makes sense to a lot of us. It's very rare that we return from a walk more stressed than when we left. I know that is never the case for me. But then why don't more people actually walk if it's so wonderful? I think there are really two hurdles that keep people from walking. It's time consuming and it can be boring. So I'm going to address each of those hurdles and hopefully illustrate that these two things can be overcome. Naturally, walking takes longer than running or doing a quick seven minute workout. It's a slow and steady activity. So many people feel like there's no time to walk. If you're someone who feels like this, I think there are a number of ways to weave walking into your day. My first recommendation is to walk very first thing in the morning. I mean, literally first thing. It's biochemically advantageous because our bodies are in fat burning mode when we first wake up and haven't yet eaten breakfast. So moving before we eat leverages that biochemical state and we're not burning the food that we've just eaten, but we're actually burning through our own glycogen stores and our fat stores. But another great thing about a morning walk is that it's an extremely efficient way to wake up. So again, if you are someone who is crunched for time, you can literally roll out of bed, go for a 15 or 20 minute walk, and return sharp and ready for the day. Usually it takes people several cups of coffee to get to that point anyways. You can sleep in comfortable clothes that allow you to, again, literally roll out of bed, throw on a coat and shoes, and head out the door. It's meditative, it's energizing, and it's the most productive 15 or 20 minutes you could spend in the morning. Another way to walk consistently is to break it up throughout your day, taking five minutes here and five minutes there to walk around your house, walk to the grocery store to run an errand, you name it. This can ultimately keep you energized and focused throughout the day, and it will be well worth those little bits of time that you choose to pause work to take a break and walk. And these little breaks really add up. I'm someone who tracks my steps, and on days where I'm taking these little five-minute breaks here and there, it's much easier for me to hit my step goal. If you're like me and enjoy working while walking, reading and phone calls are two great work-related activities that can be done while walking. There's an amazing app called Speechify that turns any piece of text from the internet into an audio read. So you can actually read an article your boss has sent you while moving your legs. <laughs> Plus, you can choose to have Gwyneth Paltrow or some other people, robots, other sort of accents, read you your article or book. I think it's just enjoyable and I would highly recommend. This also transitions me to the second issue with walking, which is that many people find it boring. <laughs> One great thing about walking is that it can be easily tied to other forms of engaging activity, whether that be listening to books, podcasts, music, calling your mom, seriously go call your mom, or even YouTube binging, let your favorite YouTube channel play as you walk. It's a wonderful way to be entertained and physically active. 
There have been studies that look at the cognitive performance of people walking on treadmills, and there's evidence to suggest that walking while consuming information can actually help us retain and learn that information. I know anecdotally that this is personally very true for me. When I'm walking and reading outdoors, it's kind of like creating a live memory palace out in the world. I remember, I still remember a specific book I listened to on a very specific street in Amsterdam two years ago. It's seared into my brain and it's never leaving. So if your natural inclination is to think that walking is boring, I would urge you to try pairing it with learning or socializing, neither of which are boring. (laughs) There's a lot more to say about walking, but I'm going to conclude here and just invite you to add an extra 2,000 steps to your day. That's about a mile for most people and will take under 20 minutes. You can do it. I believe in you, and I promise you won't regret it. So that's all for today. The show notes, including references to any studies I mentioned, are in the description, and feel free to connect with me on Instagram at science.of.selfcare. Stay positive, stay healthy, thanks for listening, and until next time, friends.